0: In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better we are up to album 94 and this is Funhouse house by the stooges i try to make that 15 seconds so when you push uh forward 15 seconds on your podcast app you can just skip right to this part where you can hear me actually say interesting things uh speaking of interesting things guys we're, we're talking about the stooges with their lead singer iggy pop i tried doing some research on him uh and I, and I couldn't find much and i realized out here on the east coast he's known as um iggy soda iggy soda Iggy soda <laughs>
1: In Missouri, he's known as Iggy Coke.
0: Yeah, he's... Uh, um... <sighs> oh, no, I shouldn't have tried to say anything because I don't have anything on deck. <laughs> I thought I had a good idea. did not happen. has never <laughs> happened before. What is it? Oh, it's such a strange feeling to me, too. Iggy Fanta would be
1: a good one. I'd, I'd listen to some Iggy Fanta. That'd be fun.
0: Well, I know that when he went to uh, the Juggalo thing, he was Iggy Fago. So he was a, that <laughs> was popular.
2: Listen, I'm,
1: Aaron, pretty, sure so, I'm
0: pretty sure in the nineties, he went by Iggy surge, Iggy surge.
1: <laughs> he was that kind of, yeah, he was kind of amped up like that. That's true.
0: Iggy surge is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That is a t-shirt. It says Beck did it better on the front, on the back. It says Iggy surge. And you're going to get like a thumbs up from one person, even if they've listened to every hour of this show. So, <laughs> Guys got to get some merch.
1: There are, wait, there are people who have listened to every hour of the show. They live
0: in my house. I'm so sorry that she's
1: dealing with this on a weekly basis.
0: Oh, you're making the jack off motion now, Aaron. Come what? on. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, now you're doing the curvy woman motion and you're doing both at the same time. Wow. I'm sorry. What's that the curvy woman up. motion? That is best. <laughs> the curvy woman motion. I'm doing the curvy woman motion right now. What's the curvy oh, woman motion? I thought it was more like this. So I, okay, I don't know. Here, they, here we go. <laughs> Let's turn on K Rob K R O B for the first time right. tonight, and definitely not uh, having edited out an earlier stoppage. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K Rob K R O B. Listen, I want to tell you about a little snack that has been on the rise in popularity. In fact, oh, you might say you <laughs> use some dough to buy this. Oh <laughs> ah, no, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, we ask that.
1: For- Smell like a food. Yeah. <laughs> then Aaron said, I know something good. Do I,
0: sound <laughs> good? <laughs> I got a popcorn that tastes unique. It's what I like <laughs> to find. I cover
1: it in nutritional yeast. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Aaron> <laughs> nutritional yeast. He's got it in his lap. <laughs> yeah, he falls asleep. He takes a nap. His popcorn falls on his nuts. Now his balls <laughs> are so itchy. What? He's covered his crotch with nutritional
2: yeast. He likes it because <laughs> he is so mm-hmm. perfect. The
0: <laughs> 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 hear about the so, Aaron, the new thing night. is that you put nutritional yeast on your balls because you like the way but it feels, just, just in case you the miss new thing. Oh, okay. My yeah, that's, I mean, it, it might work like uh, Gold Bond or something. I haven't tried it, but I guess it's, it's, it's worth a shot. I think Gold Bond is the opposite of yeast. Gold Bond is the immortal <laughs> enemy of <for> yeast, <laughs> I'll never forget. I saw an unnamed guy on the football team go to the trainer once, and was like, Look at this uh, jock itch I have. And he lifted up his shorts, and it looked like raw hamburger. It's seared in my mind. I remember that more than the birth of either one of my kids. To, to, uh, listen. to be fair,
2: Rob, I, I recall this person, and the person will remain unnamed. But this person also played intramural basketball with Aaron and I for yeah. one year. And there was a game where he wore very short shorts and just like pushed that rash into people so they backed <laughs> away and he would just get layups free every time. Yeah, that stuff was potent. It was
1: nuclear. Uh, it's, that was it's
0: so gross. I would say anything like that. Jockage should only be used for good, not for evil. I don't think you should bully people <laughs> with your jockage. That seems wrong. Uh, this, listen. This guy would have backed Luka Donovich right out of the post and We're scored. Straight on out. Him. Luka wouldn't have read yeah. of it. Yeah, or or, or Luka Doncic. Uh, either guy, the guy you, you said, or the guy wrong. who plays in the NBA. Uh, all right. So listen, <laughs> we both said I come in to correct and then immediately get it wrong. But I said it so confidently. Uh, so listen, this is Beck Did It Better. We're talking about the greatest albums of all time, as decided by Rolling Stone Magazine. I'm just doing the intro again. We are all the way up to 94, and we are talking about a band called The Stooges, and I've got Three guys here who want to talk about it. We're excited to talk about the history of punk rock. I've got Russell in kind of Southern Minnesota today. Russell, how are you
2: doing? Straight from Rochester. Oh, guys, I've had bad experiences concerts. And I've got old man white hair. Oh, I've been hurt. And I don't
3: care. Oh, so good. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Good. For those of you that don't know why we call it Beck did it better. Uh, I think we finally have actually hit one that we might get four thumbs up that Beck did it better. Beck can do any song better than the Stooges. Oh, so I'm oh, super so excited yeah, I'm to hear to this album. Out, bad. I can't wait for it. Any song. Yes.
0: Coming in very hot. And I've got Aaron. And uh, I, when I told Aaron, I, I sent Aaron a text this week. I said, listen, Aaron, this is Funhouse, but it's not the 2008 Pink album of the same name. Okay, <laughs> the album by Pink. And he, he, his reply to me is that he doesn't really like albums by Pink, he prefers albums uh, uh, by Stink, and I was like, I don't even give a that means really. Like that doesn't make sense to me. It sounds really bad, though. Aaron, how are you doing? What about when they went on tour together, the Pink and the Stink? Oh no! Oh no!
1: <laughs> well, there was one in one of them, and two in the. I can't remember. Was, like, oh, no, I
0: was not going to say. What is wrong
1: with
3: you today?
0: <laughs> Can you, you believe started. that we just said stuff like that? Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, know
0: you know what's crazy well, ta- about ta- ta- this? Time out! Yeah. No,
3: no, r- r- real, real quick. And only one person is yelling at their radio or whatever they're listening to right now. You know that there is an album called "Stink," and guess who it's by? Who? Pearl Jam, The Replacements. Oh, The Replacements oh, yeah. have an album called "Stink." <laughs> That's so, right. That one dude in Minnesota who's always, like, calling just half in the bag who's yelling at us. (laughs) I just realized I made a major error in picking the
0: voicemail. So if you want to hear a good voicemail to correlate to this conversation, go to next week's episode and just (laughs) go to the voicemail listen to it.
1: Aaron, Aaron, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm mostly confused, but I'm good. And um, I have seen Pink uh, live two times. I don't know if she played anything off of uh, her 2008 Funhouse album, but she's pretty great live. And uh, we got to hurry this up because I need to read the Iron Man comic book that has to go back to the library tomorrow. Because my son gets on my case if I don't read the comics he brings home. So let's give him the bet. pink is great. All
3: right, thank you, and yeah. we love to hear that. The pink is great. Yes, uh, worried about that five cent fine or what? What's the what's the fine these days in Oakland? Oh, I don't even know. They couldn't find us. No, there's no way they could find us. It's just that he saying, calls it, me in out. In like, county, they just cut it off. There's no more fines. Yeah, so. I don't think there's a I mean, fine,
1: but but they, the yeah. but the books go back as he goes back to the library and he calls me out like, "Dad, did you read that?" And I'd be like, "Well, no, I didn't." And then he's like, "You never read the comics I bring home." Listen,
0: there's no good way to transition from that story to the 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 joke I'm about to tell, so I'm just gonna <laughs> go for it. Aaron, did you see you saw Pink live twice? Yes, that sounds like my sex life this year. (laughs) And go back to the. What uh, what were you talking about with Iron Man and your child? All right. So listen, uh, let's get into the voicemail. Just the dumbest of the dumb 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 shit listeners they listeners they fuck off we've heard this one <laughs> in quite a while so stupid kiss my ass fuck off if i remember correctly this was a a original wasn't it kiss my ass fuck off it's it's an all-time great i just went to a different part of that song because i was like this is it's it's better than the john lennon one that we do it's so much better all right, so here is it. We got a text to the Beck's line. Now, if you want to text the Beck's line, 802 277 you can just send us a text and you can hear your thoughts on a real podcast. And at some point, folks, we're going to get famous or infamous. And either way, you could be a part of history. So uh, if, if you could have a time machine and go back in time and put right real big next to John Hancock, D's nuts, on the Declaration of Independence, like that, it would be huge. That would be like you leaving a voicemail in this email uh, whereas I'm John Hancock, uh, and we then-
3: got—I mean, we we have dozens of listeners, but we're right. like six away from having hundreds of listeners, That's right. right? I mean, there, you know, there's technicalities here, our, and so we're like six we're there. downloads an episode away from having hundreds of listeners. So the, somebody can be somebody can be on a podcast that has hundreds of listeners if they wanted to text into the Bex line.
0: We were doing really well into the last couple of episodes. We have hit some bands that people don't seem to want to hear about. I'm just going to say that. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, our, I, if you look at our our listenership, it's actually starting to plateau and go down a little bit, Matt. So you said we were going to get to the hundreds, and I don't know if that's going to happen anymore.
3: Yeah, I doubt it's going to be with the Stooges. It's I think everybody that listened to this is dead. It, yeah. It's so <laughs> shocking that Erica Badu
0: wasn't our biggest download ever. It's so weird. Uh, all right, let's get into the text. There is a term for reverse toilet sitting, and it's excellent, from Urban Dictionary, A.C. Slater. Verb, the art of sitting on the
4: toilet backwards while you take a shit.
0: Listen, we got a text from somebody with a link to an Urban Dictionary definition, (laughs) and it was for backwards toilet sitting. And you know what you call backward toilet sitting? The A.C. Slater. If you're going to do A.C. Slater. S- Slater from Saved by the Bell, famously sat in chairs backwards. If you want to sit on a oh, toilet backwards, right you are did, officially yeah. doing the A.C. Slater. Now, I do take a bit of umbrage with it because they're talking about doing a number two during A.C. Slater. I picture an A.C. Slater as where you're just doing a number one. I, I, listen, I think sitting down in the morning when you're urinating does not make you less of a man, especially if you're sitting backwards. Okay? It makes you kind of a homo superior.
1: I wasn't even thinking it was um, while uh, excreting anything. I thought it was more just like, I've got a hangover. I need something nice and cool in my face. I'm going to just sit on the back of the toilet and cool off and just, like and recover. I didn't even Listen. think about it. I was just thinking it was like a way to kind of like revive yourself after a long night.
0: There's no rules, baby. This is, I mean, <laughs> you can, Aaron, honestly, Aaron's right. You can sit at the toilet, toilet nice anytime cool. you want. Oof. Yeah, you don't eat every time you sit at the kitchen table. Think about it. It's you true. don't eat every time you sit on the toilet either. Yeah, and normally I don't face away from the kitchen table when I'm sitting there, but that's...
3: that's <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb, though, that says that every time somebody sits on the toilet, they're going and using that toilet.
0: Oh, look at the guy who's never cried on the toilet.
3: <laughs> oh, I've never been done before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never been at a place with a Wait, bunch of people staying there, so the only place to jerk it is on the toilet.
1: What, what are the <laughs> Wait, why on? Wow. Oh, because you don't stand up. Yeah.
2: Rob, what are the other top five reasons that people would sit on a toilet unless they were using the restroom?
0: Well, actually, the, number four is actually three. called <laughs> number four is actually called a Lisa Turtle. A lot of people oh, don't realize that. Oh, no, Yeah, I've got a bad, I gotta go so bad. I have a Lisa Turtle. I gotta get in there. <laughs> what, what's the screech? Rest in peace. <laughs> The Screech is part of the, the... The Lisa Turtle leads to a Screech sometimes. Oh, wait, have you guys never... Have well, you, sometimes the, the Lisa Turtle leads
3: to a sprain. Yeah.
0: sprain. <laughs> oh, the sprain. <laughs> what was the sprain? What's the sprain? I'm going to let Matt
3: tell when, it. When Casey Kasem came to the max. Oh. And, oh, yeah,
1: to the max. Yeah, yeah.
3: To the max. And then Lisa was supposed to... I forget who she was supposed to be a partner with, but then she couldn't dance in the, in the thing. So then, of course, Screech... Who's in love with her comes and saves the day, and he decides to dance with her, even though she's got a broken ache. She's got a sprained ache. Right.
4: Yeah. And I mean,
3: so yeah. they made up a new dance, and it's called The Sprain. Am I the only one on this
1: podcast who's ever hidden in the bathroom during a party <laughs> or a family event? Like, don't. Is I, that, I was going like, to say,
2: there's got to be people who <laughs> I mean, like go read a like, book to get away from their kids or something like I that. Mean, right. Yeah. Like,
1: sometimes you need some quiet. Like, typically, that's a place to do that.
3: But you but you just go like you go in there with no intention of using the actual restroom. It's just to sure. go and hide.
1: Yeah. But
0: you take your pants off, right, when you sit down?
1: Mm, if I'm sitting on the toilet. Yeah, cuz yeah. like maybe you have to maybe maybe you have to the be like worst, a
0: little bit the worst feeling in the world. Okay? The worst feeling. Okay? And this is even more so than going to a dance with somebody and running into them making out with their boyfriend at the dance. <laughs> the worst feeling in the world is sitting on a toilet with clothes on. When you have pants on and you sit on a toilet, It's the absolute worst. It just feels wrong. It just, it's just not made for that. You just know it's like. Don't you think it's way worse though if someone was sitting
2: on the toilet with not the cover up? Like let's say the cover's down and you're sitting on like the flat cover. That's That's pretty bad. But if that's up and you're just sitting on the seat with pants on,
0: that's pretty Mm -hmm. bad. It's bad. I want it. You know what? I'm not going to lie. When I'm sitting on a toilet, I raw dog it. There's nothing between me and the toilet, nothing. Okay, I'm raw dogging that toilet sitting all day long. Trying to think of another topic to go to from this, and it's uh, it's, it's really it's hard because it's hard. It's, a hard transition. it's like, and it's not because we don't we've never talked about it because we've talked about it so many times, like various. Uh, toilet options with the, of course, the cold toilet paper being one. Has anybody tried cold <laughs> toilet paper yet? Like broken out a roll, put it in their fridge? No. <laughs> Guys, call the Bex line 802 277 Bex. Tell us if you've tried Becked. T- tell us if you've tried the cold toilet paper method. Let's get into rolling going. It's time. Oh, I thought I clicked the button. It's, 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 it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for rolling going. Oh, okay. yeah. Here's the part of the podcast where if it's not good, we're fucked for the next hour. So uh, oh. let's go, Aaron. Rolling going. How's it going with you? No pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure.
1: A <laughs> lot of pressure. You know you're in luck because I had a five star day today. I had a great day. I I'm not even I sure have, where to. I'm what's even, the
3: scale? You got to tell us what the scale is. Five yeah, out so of so many four. stars. I had
1: five stars out of four today. Okay. Wow. Mm. Wow.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, I'm not even sure where to start. I'll just do it chronologically. Uh, My son slept until 7:25 this morning. I mean, he was awake in the night, but he slept till 7:25, so that was delightful.
3: Things are turning. Yep, Yep.
1: had a nice, easy morning. He ate some breakfast. We all ate some breakfast.
3: I Uh, got a question though for you though. Yep. Is it? Did it? Are you so used to getting up with him that it like freaked you out? So that you either had to like either go put a mirror by him to make sure that he's still breathing, or two, you were just up for so long. I mean, you're just up like, well, what is he going to wake up? When's he going to wake up? So you can't actually sleep yeah. that. No, tonight that was like tonight well, was
1: a special one because on uh, two nights ago, I ended up sleeping on the floor in his room until he woke up at six. So so I was I've been pretty wiped. So like but this was a special one because he woke up twice in the night. So I was in there once. My wife was in there another time. So, yeah, by 715, it was like we were still wiped out. So but I got to skip ahead because what I'm very excited about is. Robbie, you ready? Born ready. I took a flight today. Or did it better, yep, I went flying today. Alright, alright. Yes. All right, all I've been waiting right. to hear this all day. These, These are the stories, stories that I like.
0: Tell, tell us, us about, about the trip you're, trip you're on. on. We're gonna hear about yours. Fly tonight. Fly tonight. Aaron's probably oh, going to be like, oh, yeah, but it wasn't a biplane. It didn't have any walls. I was, I had those goggles on with a scarf. I was outside.
1: Uh, it was not a biplane, although I, we talked to a guy who had a biplane who does aerobatics. But,
0: yeah, I have a friend who's hey, a Hey, I'll tell you, for friend. every guy with a biplane, there's a guy cell plane. You know what I mean? Like Just the way the market <laughs> works.
1: <laughs> Spline the man, baby. Uh, I have a friend of mine, friend of the podcast, an occasional listener, happens to own a plane, and he's been asking me to go up. And I didn't Oh my have god! The, you did it! Yes, oh, we I would never. Oh, today. No,
0: I thought we Ooh. all said we would never do that. I did <laughs> it. It was
1: awesome. It was so cool. He has a Grumman Tiger. It's a. It's a. It's about the size. You guys remember Rob's Miata back in college? Very similar. Yep. Like anytime you know, I was in the passenger seat. Anytime the pilot would reach down to do something, he was kind of brushing my leg, similar to Rob's Miata.
0: That car was scary as shit to drive on the <laughs> ground because I'd be next to a semi and I'd be below its wheels. I, at no point was yeah. I like, you know what would make this better? If I was soaring in the sky, Oh, it's so small. I want to fly around. That's something that seems really fun to me. Was your, was uh, Aaron's wife at gmail.com surprised when you came back home? She was like, have fun. See you later. Then when you came back home. She was like, "No." Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I'm not sure that he's gonna make it home. It was amazing. We had a great time. We took off from the Hayward Executive Airport, did a little bay tour. You know, you get to like listen in on air traffic control, and you gotta like, you know, the pilot has to ask for permission to go on the bay tour. We went out back over west of the Golden Gate. It was incredible. Flew for like an hour, I think, hour and a half, maybe. Super great day. So that's that's a at, five and, stars out of four day at for any me. Any point fantastic. did
0: you regret? At any point, did you regret, and I know this person flying is listening or whatever, but did did you get in and say, oh, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have done this?
1: No. What's amazing is I didn't feel nervous at all. I like, got in, felt totally calm. The like the plane takes off so much more quickly than a commercial plane. It's just like you're in the air <laughs> like that. So you're up in the air too quickly to really think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some turbulence on the way up. Oh, and God. Then oh, a, God. Oh, God. We're <laughs> easy, all going to die. Beautiful, easy flight all the way. But um, I mean, he wouldn't mind me sharing. I did feel a little bit nervous as we were going back to land in Hayward. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there was some cloud cover we didn't really expect. And so we had to uh, first we had to we had to check with he I mean, he was doing it all. I was just looking out the window. He had to Don't check with the air traffic control about the route we could take to get there because we had to avoid um, the Oakland Coliseum today because there was an A's game. Um, fuck those guys, by the way. And, um, then we had to like <laughs> descend quickly to get below the clouds. Um, yeah. so there was a little bit of like yeah, dipping and ducking and diving there. And he was like, he was very clearly making some choices and pushing buttons. And, um, and then there was turbulence coming down a bit. And I started to feel a bit nervous and he did ask me at that point, he said, how are you feeling? And I had to be honest. I said, well, this is the first time I've felt a, a little bit nervous. Um, and at that point you're, we were, at he 1, was like, "Oh, feet.
0: everybody feels nervous." Then he leaned over and kissed you, and you're like, "Wait, what were
2: you?" Talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then he and then he flew right by the Coliseum, and you guys go, "Jester's dead."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what's disappointing, Russell, Russell? Is I know Top Gun word for word, start to. And finish. you didn't do any Top Gun. No, None, things? none, That's none. Like, oh, i that. You didn't say is. let's
0: kick the tires and light some fires when you're walking out there? That's not from Permission to fly by. I did say. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) So confident. You hear my confidence?
1: the only one I was able to get off was uh, this morning we weren't sure if the weather was going to be right for flying or not so I said I'm on ready five like Cougar and Merlin but that was all I could do I <laughs> didn't, like, oh boy I, I Af- really
2: thought I was going to be able to knock him out one by one I, I blanked afterwards did you go to your buddy's <clears throat> house and did you say I need a shower and Then did you make out and kiss his <laughs> nose. <laughs> no. no I'll tell you what I did afterwards
1: it's here's how better. I picture so, Aaron
0: here's how I picture Aaron showing up for this thing is he's in full military uniform he's in full like <laughs> top gun like fighter thing he's been like at going to like VFW bars and getting free drinks and like totally stealing all that Valor. And then he's like, okay, time to go stealing fly around. All the valor. <laughs> so, well, yeah, where did you the steal the, that Valor
1: from? You at the point where somebody. I was nervous, I knew we were below 1,000 feet. And at that point, you start thinking, well, pe- people could fall from 1,000 feet and survive, right? I mean, even, no, if, no, even if this no, thing no, went down, hey, okay, would probably so, be okay. What are you talking you know? about? But he had it under control. The landing was buttery smooth. But I'll tell you what we did <laughs> after that was even better than making out. We went to Corner Bar and Kitchen in Fruitvale in Oakland. I didn't know for sure. They got a rotating, uh, you know, kitchen in there. I didn't know for sure what they were going to have. Chopped cheese. They had a chopped nice. cheese pop oh, up today. Fun. Baby boy had his first chopped cheese of his life. I went flying in an airplane and then I ate a chopped cheese afterward. Awesome. Yeah. I am so happy. Came home. My do, wife do, and son do, do, had a good day. Do, do,
0: do, do, do. Oh, good thing he didn't have the chopped cheese before he went flying. He'd be like, do, do, do. That would have been bad. Here's the bathroom, and he's like, oh, it's in the back, but you got to sit facing the back of the plane. You got to sit AC Slater style. It was, it was, like, I I definitely
1: shouldn't have eaten the whole thing. I got home, and, like, my son (laughs) wanted to play, you know, Spider-Man or Avengers or whatever in Ghostbusters in the driveway, and I was like, I think I got to sit down for this. I can't be up, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I have to go to the bathroom for, oh, I really want (laughs) to play with you, but I got to go to the bathroom for, like, I don't know, five to ten minutes. (laughs) Dad, why are your pants not even pulled down? (laughs) Are you hiding from me in the bathroom?
1: That sounds like an amazing adventure. It was an incredible day. So shout out to Peter for taking me flying today. Shout out to my family for letting me go flying. It was amazing. The other thing he said to me at one point we were flying, we never got, I think the highest we got was 4,500 feet. But at one point he said, okay, we're going to ascend to 4,500. He said, because altitude is insurance. And I was like, oh, you mean like against other planes? He's like, no, because that means that I can go farther if something goes wrong with the engine. You know, he's like,
0: if that's, I mean... They don't say that to you on a commercial flight.
1: He's like showing me on his app, like, okay, this green circle here, that's all the places where we know we can get to if the engine goes out. And like, eh, at that point, like a third of the green circle is over the bay. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to have to turn pretty quick and go. And he's like pointing (laughs) out like, yeah, I could probably land over there if I had to. But I mean, I'm glad he was thinking about it. It's easier to get out of missile
2: lock if if the the Russians (laughs) get missile lock on you.
1: (laughs) Yep. I was. We were below 10,000 feet. I was just down there briefly. I had the shot, so I took it. I mean, this, 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 is, what, this is what I wanted to do all day, Russell, and I blanked. I couldn't you do fucked it up.
0: You, yep. we, were, we were inverted. I was looking for that app on the app store, and I think it's this one called How Fucked Are You? <laughs> app for pilots. That's great. Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Things are
2: going really well. I got two quick rolling goings. We can can talk about the first one is, as Rob mentioned, I'm actually in Rochester. I'm in Southern Minnesota. I'm babysitting my niece and nephew for a few days. So my sister and her husband could go to Vegas. But I had a revelation coming down here before I've babysat my nieces and nephews before I've babysat three at one time for up to like three days. So I was like, okay, it's only two. But I had a realization. And I think Matt and Rob will confirm this when kids at the age of like six and seven they are so much easier to deal with, right? Like, oh, yeah. you don't have to really pay any attention to them. They're out playing with their friends. They're doing their thing. They can well, work the Netflix. I don't know. It is, it is oh, a pretty, yeah. <laughs> it is a pretty easy job compared to what it used to be when your, when your kids were Aaron's age, right? Like Robin, Matt, when did your kids hit the age of like, they
0: just became so much easier to, to kind of monitor their regular activities. Yeah. It was like nine and seven for me, where we could kind of be like, Hey, we're going to the gym for the afternoon. Like,
3: don't turn on the oven or whatever. you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, we've talked about it a number of times. There's stages, right? And like, there's big stages of like, uh, sleeping through the night. And then there's like these minor stages, like where you don't need to bring a stroller anymore. Yep. No more diaper you don't bag. Need, you don't need to bring a diaper bag anymore. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to worry about like a spare set of clothes or something like Ken that. can hold that their own bottle. Their That's a huge one. Yeah. Things like this. Right. And so then, the biggest ones are, can they shower and shit by themselves? And that's when you get to be about five, six, you know, sometime maybe seven for some kids. But, you know, five or six where they can kind of just, like you said, you can leave them for two hours if you needed to. Or you can tell them, like, hey, go play your iPad, you know, for a little bit while I figure out something. Aaron's you like, know, well, I do to the
0: stooges. Well, <laughs> yeah. <to> the stooges. <laughs> you know, but there's, there's all these stages, the Uncle right? Russell, so, what does TVI
3: stand for? Oh,
4: um,
0: <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And then I think I and I don't know what the what it is now, Rob. You might be starting to get into it, where they all of a sudden stop caring about hanging out with you, and yes. maybe they just start ignoring you. I you yep. know I don't know, and I I have mixed feelings about that. Oh, like no, I don't it,
0: have mixed feelings. It's devastating. It is, oh, is like it? Okay. It, it is it is like Russell's fear where he's like, you know how when you have friends, they're gonna ditch you at some point. That's what happens with your kids, except it's oh, no. it's your kids, and they're like, <laughs> oh, God. don't don't walk with me. Do not, I'm not coming with you to do our thing we do every weekend. You're like, it's like getting dumped by somebody who is going to still live in your house. So it's literally like Aaron's story of running into that guy, making out with his date, (laughs) except they then live in your house for the rest of your life and continue to hate you. And you have to cook them dinner. So here's Aaron, the guys making out with his, day. they go home and then they're like, Aaron's like, Hey, I made you guys grilled cheese. I don't want grilled cheese. I want pasta. And then you're like, fine, I'll make pasta. I don't care.
2: We, we, we <laughs> had a great night. My niece and nephew, we were deciding what we were, was going to order some food or something. And my niece and nephew looked at me and they go, you know what? When we get toppers pizza, we don't argue about food. So maybe we should just get toppers pizza. I'm like, perfect. We'll get great. what you guys oh aren't going to argue so about. Smart. It was fantastic. Yes. But the uh, the other cool thing that I did this weekend, I went to the Brave New Workshop. It's an improv comedy show in Minneapolis. Have you guys ever been there before?
0: Yes, long time ago. Long I ago. Been there in a in the, yeah. man, I'm, I might have
2: been in the early
0: aughts. Yeah, long time. Yes, I, I read, and I went with a bear. A oh, bear? I'm so bad at improv. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. And <laughs> so I read that the Brave New Workshop is doing has been doing original satirical sketch comedy and improv since 1958 they claim that's longer than any theater in the united states i don't know about that but that's what they're claiming that's but still cool that, though it's a, a very cool show i've been there numerous i bet if you times. went to
0: some of the shows like in the 50s they would probably get canceled nowadays i mean i think that's yeah
1: sure <laughs> if if they weren't doing bob newhart style stuff they were probably doing you know
0: <laughs> stuff hey have you, you listened to wanna... this bob newhart shit it's on fire. <laughs> What's he talking about? <laughs> well, do you know what do you know about baseball? Well, I you know all the rules. Okay, well then you won't like that album. But it didn't win Grammy for best album. But goddamn, this shit is fire. It's crazy.
2: They were they were doing bits about how you had to go sit in the outhouse backwards.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh. oh. Put your put your face on like the 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 oak. Oh the no. Oak. Oh. Back of the the hole in the in the outhouse.
0: I know I killed your story, but I just got to tell you, I was with my four year old cousin, and we were in an outhouse. And we had to go to like a porta potty, and he was like, "Take me to the bathroom." I was like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "Oh, this is beyond what an uncle should do." So we yeah. go in, and it's one of those that has the urinal, you know. And so he starts to put his hand up on it, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no!" no. no. So I said, "Okay, stand up here and go to the bathroom in the urinal." He goes. Oh, okay, and he turns around and starts to sit on it, and oh, I was no. like, "Oh no, you're at the age where you're sitting down all the time." So then I had to like sit him over the porta potty tank and like hold on to him because I was like, "Listen, if this kid drops into the porta potty, my sister's going to probably be pretty mad about that. Yeah. Like that's bad. <laughs> In my mind, that's bad, uncleing."
2: So, anyways, like I get to this show. It was a great show. They they do sketch comedy and then they do improv at the end. It was a great show. The one thing I was going to ask, and it, I also went on opening night. I I'm a huge fan of this place. When I saw they were reopening, I'm going opening night. Wow. One thing I was going to ask you is when do you think like COVID type jokes and jokes about zoom calls freezing and that type of thing becomes old because they no. the whole the whole show no, was no. like, you know, it was locked down yeah. and that type of thing. And I was like, it feels like they just feel like they need to get this out. Yeah. But it's like, this stuff is old. Like you doing a joke about a zoom call freezing that,
0: that's a year ago, isn't it? It's really yeah. interesting because I went to uh, the Village Underground here the first day it opened after COVID, when it was still like the the people were behind glass that were doing the stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a different mic. And it was really funny because about half the acts were doing just a whole COVID bit and like zoom calls and here's what I did during quarantine, you know. And it it nobody did well with that material. Nobody. And I so we went a couple more times over the next couple of months. Basically everyone has stopped doing that. I think I think it's just like one of those things that And I have never found this with any subject, but it's just not that funny intrinsically. Like we talked about, (laughs) it's not great.
1: It's surprisingly unfunny. A pandemic. We talked about a Frank Ocean album. Uh, My favorite Frank Ocean line is from the album Prior to to Blonde on Channel Orange when he says, "My TV ain't HD. That's too real." And that's how I feel about shit like that. That's too real. We lived it. Like we did it. Don't fucking make it a
2: joke. Like tell me something that I've never heard about. Like make a joke about anything else. We lived that shit. There were some COVID jokes that weren't that I thought were not kind of timely anymore. That like, if you hear the word Tiger King twice in a comedy show, that's oh, too, too many no. at this point, right? No, yes. but the show no. ultimately was, was very good. I did enjoy it, but <laughs> one of the cool things, it, it was just the small parts of it where I was like, it, it got just a little old for me, but the, the cool thing was at the very end, the, the Hennepin theater trust or the new owner of the brave new workshop came up and said, we want to thank you all for being here for the opening day. We'd like to invite you all to a private party afterwards, open yes. bar, food and everything. So me wow. and one of our listeners who went to the show with me, we went to this private party and I was like, how cool is that? Have you guys ever gone to like
0: private parties for something like a like a community you, event or anything like that? You know, my my great regret in life is I went to that Prince concert and on the afterwards there was a sign that said, hey, come continue the party, drive to Paisley Park and we'll party all night. And my response was, no, I have to go to bed. Now, I didn't have a job. I wasn't working. <laughs> but I was, like, I was like, no, it's a huge regret.
1: I went to a private party once at First Ave. I went to see Nico Case at First Ave. And then um, I think we had a friend of a friend who was dating a woman who wrote for City Pages. Mm-hmm. And so we got into the private upstairs party. And it happened to be Prince's birthday. So mm-hmm. we did get to dance to Prince tunes with Nico Case. That was, that's, the, that's
2: the private party story I've got. So one of the coolest things, so we go to this private party and we walk in, we don't really know what to expect. We go in, but they've got an open bar. You can get whatever you want at the bar. They've got a buffet with food. They have a DJ. There's people, the actors come in. They're kind of saying thanks to everyone. You get to say that you enjoyed the show and everything. It was very cool. But you mentioned a, a DJ or dancing here. And there was a DJ here. And he was playing music and there was barely anyone dancing the whole night. I oh, kind of felt bad for him. I was like, what are you going to get out? Do there. you guys feel bad for the DJ when they're working yes. hard and nobody is on the dance floor?
3: No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> Well, look like it's the life of a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's kind of like a photographer. It's like anything you you're making money, right? Doing a skill. At whatever you're doing, right, and you're gonna have some stuff that's just big duds, and you're gonna have other things that are like, it's this is gonna rock all night. This is the greatest thing ever, and this is why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's not like that guy was like, eh, oh, I'm so you know pissed off, nobody's dancing my music. He's like, here, I'm here for three hours, and if they dance, they dance, and they don't, I don't. He's probably as confident as hell in what he was playing, so it was probably all good. But no, I would, I, I, I don't feel bad for those people, right? What do you suppose? I mean, we get a make other people feel awkward that they're not dancing you know i i, I don't know well so. at one point matt they did play beck so i grabbed my date and I'm like if they're
2: playing beck we're going to dance it. so we nice. go out we start dancing and this was one of the djs where he was changing the song up like every 30 seconds oh. so we legit went out and danced and he changed the song while we were oh. out there dancing to beck and i was like what a boner of a move Come don't on, you man. Yeah,
1: you're out there trying to help him out and what was his setup was he was he
2: doing vinyl or do you have a digital setup it was a
1: digital setup. All oh, oh,
3: digital. There's nobody doing vinyl. No, I
1: know. I know no, I know. Vinyl's dance. hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, it's, you're still DJing, but it, it, he's got to let that run if you're out there dancing, man. You're trying to help him out.
0: Did you do the patented oh, Russell the guitar solo off the dance floor? I really? didn't
2: even have time to do the patented
0: guitar solo to the bar, Rob. I,
2: <laughs> I you know, it, that's normally my move. I do it right towards the bar and then I go sit by myself, but I didn't even have a chance to do it.
0: I think it's kind of rude to think that people are just going to dance. Like, I think if you're going somewhere and you're not expecting to dance, I it's tough when it, If a dance breaks out, I'm ready to dance when I know I'm going to be dancing. You know what I mean? Bullshit. You're ready to
1: dance anytime. When, when would you go to like, tell the truth. When would you go into a room and there's a DJ and you'd be like, I
0: don't feel like dancing. Never. I love yes. to dance. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm telling you, nobody's ever been on their deathbed, and been like, Oh, it was all that dancing. You can't can can, can't heat in his heels. Maybe you've heard the legend of funky John Henry a man who thought he could dance so well until he went against this uh, the steam dancer. Steam dancer? Yep. And Again, I see where you're going here. Uh, he beat the steam dancer. The steam dancer blew up, and then John Henry died uh, from syphilis that he contracted at a party earlier. <laughs> so uh, well, a cautionary tale about the lifestyle of a dancer.
2: Well, I didn't use the bathroom in this this party, so hopefully I didn't contract anything.
0: But uh, we when, can we also do that by the way from a Peloton seat. A lot of people don't I know, I know,
2: I know. I stay away from Peloton since so uh, <laughs> But uh, but uh, we we did end up closing down the private party. The actors yes. had come and gone and everything, so Baller. we closed it down. I felt pretty proud of that. But I did have a question for you guys. I need a little bit of dating advice about my date that was at Ooh. the Brave New Workshop. Can I get some get advice
0: on it? Oh, yeah. To the corner. It's time for Russell. Russell at any point corner. Were any oh, actors there? Yeah. Did you try to engage in an improv scene? Like, were you talking to them and you were like, you're like, oh, I'm your waiter. I'm horny. <laughs> I did not
2: engage in an improv, but I, I did when they walked by and they weren't talking with anyone did say, hey, great show. We enjoyed it. Um, big fan of, of coming to the theater and everything. And it's been the four actors or actresses that have been pretty prominent in it for years. So it was kind of cool.
0: Excuse but, me. But- can I get a drink for you? I'm your waiter. I'm horny. <laughs> Wait, was that what I was last time? The waiter who's horny? I forgot I think what I said earlier. I'm think so bad at improv. It feels like most I thought times. it, I thought you it got was a the, trend going I thought you there, were the yeah. bartender that was doing hand
2: jobs in the bathroom. <laughs>
0: in <Florida. laughs> I'm horny and I'm your waiter. Ooh, I switched it up there. I'm pretty proud well, of myself there. Doing the Brad voice too. So, so anyways, uh, going to this show before
2: I was telling my date, hey, I really love this theater. I've been here numerous times before. And I started talking about all these shows I've been. And at one point she said do you take all your dates here? Oh, And so then I got kind of got squared up and I was like, yeah. what is you, what is the advice that you guys would give to someone? If you've been to a place before with other dates, are you allowed to say like, Hey, I've been to this place before. Like, should you tell someone act like you've never been to a new restaurant? Should you act like you've never been to the theater? Or do you have to admit I've been here numerous times before?
0: I I think it's like a browsing history, right? Everybody's got one. Not you don't need to ask and go see what it is, right? You like you don't need questions about like, you know, what is this website, hornywaiter.com. Why are you going to hornywaiter.com? They don't need to ask. I, I don't know. What do you I, you say, you say, uh, oh yeah, and they all went really well. No, you can't say yeah. that. That's it's a like, disaster, if right? to, it's really like if you went it's like if you went well. to
1: church and your date was like, I love hearing this organist play, and you were like, What do you know about organists? Like, you wouldn't want to ask that question. Like, that's something you wouldn't want to ask. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, maybe you had a friend in, in college that actually had like the shoes. Yeah, right. Just like, stuff, like don't, right? Don't, don't yeah.
2: go. You don't need to bother need with that.
0: somebody.
2: Those organists <laughs> have long fingers, don't they? <laughs>
0: They this is strength. so sick reach. because nobody they even knows why, why this is an inside joke except for me. <laughs> I know, I know.
1: I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have it. Oh, me. there's
3: plenty. I guarantee, Steve, that Steve knows what we're talking about. That's and sick. Brian, Joe from Woodbury, they know Barry. He's probably understands. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. I,
3: I, I, I would say for
0: listeners, <laughs> right? I would maybe just say no. I'd lie, be like, no, I never brought a date here. But then you always, no, I only came by myself. Like that's a psycho shit too, right? I but, think you just say like
1: this is way like. Like, This is, I yeah, sure. I went here, it's you know, it's like stamps on your luggage. Yeah, I was here before with a different person, oh, but it, it's a place. These women are like stamps on a
3: luggage. That is sick. Experiences
1: Karen. are stamps. on your I was luggage, gonna go man. with the
3: same thing, Rosie, but I I think it kind of depends on you stamps know, like where we're at in the relationship. Is this like right. a first date and they're asking this? Is this like down the road? What are our intentions? Mm-hmm. So, I really think it kind of depends on who yeah. you're bringing my group to, yeah, I agree with and Matt. like what the intentions are. And what the ramifications are the by is that the she answer? She keeps downloading
2: the podcast.
3: Oh.
0: <laughs> very good. I, I I learned very quickly with girlfriends to not ask about their history because I would ask and then they tell a story and then that's all I could think about uh, when I was jacking off later. So that was tough. I knew
1: that, was, I knew that joke was coming. I absolutely knew
0: that was the joke. That joke was what, Aaron? Oh. Russell's like, <laughs> Russell's writing down notes. What is he writing down? Russell, you sicko. <laughs> to,
2: to be fair, she wasn't probing. She wasn't over asking about who oh. I'd gone with before anything. But I kind of just said, I've been here a, a, a few times and shared one of the stories. I actually had kind of a disaster date story once there where oh, I went and to me, she Russell. was very religious and it was during one of their holiday episodes. And they made some kind of off color jokes. Yeah. If you're a very religious person.
0: I'm Jesus and I'm horny.
2: <laughs> And I kind of just looked over at the table and realized the night was not going very well. Jesus,
1: the point. horny waiter. <laughs>
0: hey, I'm hunky. Je- I'm hunky Jesus. You might remember me from four episodes ago. Hunky Jesus here. <laughs> I've got my crown of thorns, but I've also got a crown of horns.
1: <laughs> like I'm here to make some new memories with you, you know, like it,
0: it, it, whatever, wherever it was oh yesterday. It isn't,
1: you know, that's
0: I think that's Aaron. That angle. is so good. I'm
3: here to make some memories with you. Oh, Aaron so ultimately Time what's your guys better advice better.
2: do you, do you <laughs> admit you've been somewhere before or do you act like you've never been
3: you can never go wrong with telling the truth russell yeah. never ever ever yeah. otherwise you got to keep those lies up because something will come like three years from now about like oh you saw that show was so you know and so then wait a minute i thought i was the only one so you Plus, never go wrong and if they don't want to hear the truth and they can't handle you can't handle the truth that's right like, uh jack yeah. nicholas told tom yeah. cruise famous actor, you know then that's their problem <laughs> <laughs> uh but they can still keep downloading
2: uh,
0: yes yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Just put that, on just multiple put that on devices list.
2: yeah
1: under multiple accounts
0: whatever it if takes. they're gonna find out you're quite the coxman i think that's fine too if you're like <laughs> oh yeah i've brought literally hundreds of dates here Like, it's not a big deal to be. All right. Maybe you guys better let me out.
2: You guys better let me out of the corner here.
0: You know what? We're not going to let you out of the corner, Russell. I mean, what
2: I love about
1: this is that Russell's date basically had the Little Red Corvette experience at the workshop. That was
3: Russell's advice corner. A lot of pictures of the
0: jockeys that were there before her. So what happens when you're with a super religious date and they're making fun of religion? Do you have to act like you're like really mad about it too? Or are you just... I tried to not laugh as loud as I was laughing earlier (laughs) in the show. (laughs) I'm the Easter Bunny and I'm horny. That's all I know about religion. I'm so bad. Uh, Matt, rolling going, how's it going with you?
3: Uh, Good. I think, you know, this is a very therapeutic endeavor that we've got. Yeah. We can talk to each other and there's only dozens of listeners, so it doesn't really matter let don't know. We talk about it. But it's also very out. informative. And I had to go to the dentist this week and I haven't had a cavity since I was like 13. Oh right? boo fucking who? I've not had a cavity since I was good for 13. you. And so I've love going to my dentist, but I've dentist, I've been noticing that you know, like instead of having somebody who answers the phone, they've got like an automated answering service now. And like you used to be able to kind of get in like within a week and it'd be good, but now it's like they push it out like and and you go to the dentist office and you don't have like the free coffee anymore and stuff like that so i think i think my dentist office is maybe not doing so hot. <laughs> so that it got me thinking when you guys were fucking talking about it, like, so I think I got a cavity now because my dentist office isn't doing so well financially. Oh. So, what? Oh, <laughs> no. it's Oh, we're, we're still, yeah. which, which I'm gonna, was the direction no. of causality. So see, I'm going to push. Yeah. Back. So that's what I'm so, 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 guys, we got, oh, so now I, I've had a cavity since was 13. And now you guys, you know, you don't have the coffee anymore. and You only got two people working behind the counter, not four. Like that, I see what's going this, on. This, this I is, is I outrageous. that You would say
0: this about Dennis. I will not stand for this Dennis slander. I am a notable pro-dentist person on this podcast. Okay? That can't be right, and Notable. You, notable. You, are, yeah. you, need to, you need to start brushing your teeth a lot. I, you know what I've started doing? Is I've actually started flossing and not just doing what I did before, which was uh, lying about flossing to the dentist. And it turns out that it helps. I've gotten no cavity since I started flossing. I should have been doing this shit, like, my whole life. By the way, man, I want yeah. to go back to something. Your, your dentist had yeah. coffee. Like you were drinking coffee before you went to see the
3: dentist. They had like a coffee <laughs> machine. Not what well, was before. I think it was after. If you're waiting, or you're, you know, like parents were waiting with their kids or something like that. Oh. So they had, they had, they used to have free coffee. <laughs> Man comes
0: in, and opens his mouth, and they're just like, oh, "Hi."
3: It's probably a COVID <laughs> thing, right? I mean, it's probably a COVID thing. They don't have anymore, but it fits much better with my narrative. That's right. My, you know, right, experience. right. So then the only, the other thing I've got,
0: is, and again, not true. Dentists don't do that.
3: No, and. I don't know if this is a safe space for this or not, but I'm going to go with no. it anyways. Yes. Rob, I, mean, I got to ask you, do you ever make assignments in your classes just to get back at parents? Just to, and, or maybe your kids mm. are a little too old. So I'm I talking like about a fourth grade class here. Yeah. I'm just to get to back at this. parents. Is, is there anything vindictive about the homework assignments that you ever give? Because I swear to God. No. Leo's fourth grade teacher. <laughs> is guided out for the parents oh no
0: oh i love I, I gotta hear more i would say i would say if it's like you know draw how your parents go to the bathroom like i think that's wrong your kids should not <laughs> that should not be an assignment that's the only one on the board that's like facing the wrong way <laughs> his pants are on this is sick. Yeah, what is that? yeah what is going on he says he's wait, you, have, later wait, he
1: did. you would you would have to take your pants all the way off to do the ac slater right or just like I, leave them on one leg because I think I if you leave if your pants on, you're in more of like a Superman type of I position. think you're
0: right. But see, that's why around my house, I only wear chaps. And I can sit <laughs> on the toilet anywhere I want. <laughs> are they leather or so, are they plether? So how are they getting back at the parents' matter? Are they making you like, so is the it assignment like, oh, is, is a hundred dollars?
3: is a is a rube well there's two things but is a rube goldberg goldberg assignment oh right? yeah that's when that's
0: at the end of the year when you don't want to do jack jack shit i've assigned <laughs> right? that five times in my career and it's always when i'm like okay i'm fucking done with this shit and then you just make the kids <laughs> so go there something you go that's <laughs> fucking impossible question,
3: <laughs> question asked yeah. question answered no, there we go that's
0: <laughs> rube goldberg is simply to waste time because i can tell you it teaches kids jack shit
3: well that's what that was my that was my thing right like right. so Leo's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, what, what do you mean? You have to do it. Like, well, but okay, well, all right. So so I come up I'm like, all right, let's, I'll help you. Let's oh. do some things. You know, so I come up with some great ideas because, you know, uh, the education we all received at St. Olaf makes us yeah. all very smart people. Yep. And very, you know. Actually, yeah, you know national champs
0: going. many times in the Rube Goldberg contest. Actually, that is true.
3: But, so then I started saying things like, well, how about we try this? Well, you know, it's really like the kids are supposed to come up with this idea and, you know, like parents are just supposed to help, which means that he doesn't like, he doesn't want to work and get my, you know, get my building, right. all this stuff and take the time to do it. He's like, why like do that. you so even like, have
0: so many Hustler magazines that are going to fall over like dominoes? Right. This doesn't
3: make <laughs> no, this is
0: tough. How can you keep them
3: up? Like, can we put some yeah. tape around?
0: No, you can't. At the, the end, it opens <laughs> and you can see her peen. It's like, wow, well, this just doesn't. So, okay. Great. Well, we what? won't take <laughs> a.
3: You know, to, yeah, this was,
0: that's the one thing I remember about it, that guy who had a hustler in college. Because I was just looking through it. I was in a dorm and I was looking through it. And I was like, oh, this is a nice pornographic magazine. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is interesting." And then you just open it and it's a close-up of a female urinating. And you're like, what? This kills the vibe. This is a vibe killer. You know what I mean? Like, it's bad. Or unless you're into it, then it's fine. But I don't want to see it. I should feel like the page before should be like warning. This is what this next page is. <laughs> this should be a contains. warning page and pornographic page. Exactly, there should be. There should be. I don't want to say, I, I, I mean, can there you, should, my,
3: no, you there just should be a warning page. Russell, Isn't there a table if of contents? Like Russell, G if, stuff, you, went, stuff, if, if you went to the, to the new, the new
0: visions theater, or whatever. And they, the first act <laughs> so was somebody close. coming out, a woman coming out on a clear toilet and going to AC Slater toward the crowd. You would be oh. shocked and awed by that, right?
2: Matt, Matt, what did you bring up in Rolling <laughs> Going? What What is happening right now?
0: <laughs> and then that but toilet. I don't, I don't even know what That toilet about knocks right down now. a pendulum, which knocks down the dominoes, which <laughs> knocks over, which starts a fan, which <laughs> blows the rabbit toward.
3: And then Matt's kid gets like a B minus, which lowers
2: the ball in the tank, it's so the, long, the water goes long, down. long story short, we
3: set up this thing. We had to do. We had to do eight moves or whatever, and it took mm-hmm. twenty takes. Yeah, we finally got terrible. it. Now he can submit his minute and a half video, and we're all good. Oh. So, so yeah. So question asked, do teachers have it out for the parents? And the answer is yes. Yeah. But it's when the Rube Goldberg comes oh, out. Oh, I can so. tell you exactly how that's getting graded. Five, yeah. five, five. Did they turn it in? Five, five, five. They're
0: not watching a bunch of videos, and 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 I can tell you, they're, your your kids are learning nothing from that. They might try to be like, "Oh, it's simple machines." It's not okay. Do you, do yeah. I see a, a Archimedes screw in there? No, you don't. It's not a simple machine. Get that shit out.
2: Of You've here. never seen Archimedes screw in one of those magazines, Rob. <laughs> 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 it was after the warning tweet. Warning. <laughs> warning. Things are going to get Greek Archimedes in here. Rob's yeah. <laughs> <Rums> out. <laughs>
0: Like what is this episode that. description to say? What can it possibly say when this episode is going to make any sense?
2: <laughs> Rob Roland going, how's it going with you? Guess what, guys?
0: What's that? <laughs> I was on a flight this weekend.
2: Oh, <laughs>
1: flight.
2: yeah, two flights. All right, all right. That's a new version. Right.
0: He re recorded right, it. We like.
2: It's like the cover
0: version. We're
2: going to hear about oh. this. Oh. Is this my fish? That's the
3: gourds? That's the the gourds. to be fish. (laughs) I love it. Uh, All right.
0: I'm not going to tell you how many takes that took. Uh, So, uh, this I went on a flight, and the best is I I flew with an infant. When I fly with an infant, first of all, people look at me with a look of terror. Because me, a 300-pound-plus guy with a baby coming to sit next to them,
3: the, worst Does the infant have its own seat, or absolutely a, not. I am too cheap okay, to yeah, pay for a seat. There we go. Yeah, oh there we gosh. go. And I, I was can't on even a,
2: fit my laptop in between me and the seat in front of me. I don't know how you could put a baby there.
3: <laughs> Stuck in a baby down in between.
1: The, <laughs> <laughs> the kids the people
3: typically hold babies on a flight
1: bed. <laughs> it's
0: like the dog fits under <laughs> here. It should be fine. <laughs> the baby in the. <laughs> I was going to put the, well, I was going to put the baby in a dog carrier, but I actually have to pay for a ticket for the dog. You don't have to pay for an infant if it's under two. And, but the only thing was that the kid did not like all the people were like, why are you taking a picture of uh, Jessica rabbit from <laughs> who framed Roger rabbit and holding the baby? That seems wrong. But uh, basically it was the greatest thing ever because at some point they go, anybody flying with infants can board now. And I was like, "Like, Hey, I'm, I really look forward to making this flight an extra 40 minutes. I'll yeah. Pass. I was like. Shit, yeah! I got up there. I pushed some service guy out of the way. Like there's some marine. I was like, "Get the fuck out of here! This is infants first, baby." I'm getting on Stolen the Stolen Valor front, <laughs> yeah. front row, right? It ruled. So I'm sitting on. I'm sitting on the flight. I What's get on. Boot? I'm walking past a guy reaches down, uh, who's sitting there. He reaches down a person ahead of me in line and, and picks up an inflatable pillow. And he looks at the person in front of me and goes, "Is this your inflatable pillow?" I say, "No." Go to the person. In front of them, is this your inflatable pillow? And they're like, no. And he looks at me, he goes, is this your inflatable pillow? And I go, no. And I said, well, you're just holding some random person's inflatable pillow. That's a bummer. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just see in his face, he's like, fuck, what am I going to do with somebody's pillow who's not mine? Because you can't just throw it on the ground. Because then somebody's going to pick it up and give it to you and say, this is your inflatable pillow. And you have to say, no, it's not my inflatable pillow. Well, yeah, I saw you drop it. It's actually somebody else's inflatable pillow. And then they're going to think you're some sort of inflatable pillow freak, right? And so like all of us were acting like he had the plague. we were walking by like, not our inflatable pillow. Please don't hand it to me. Please don't give it to me. And I was like, well, what do you do? Are you, is he just going to use the inflatable pillow? Like, know, you, can- you can't use someone else's inflatable pillow. He has to deflate it and then put it away. And that's what was fucked up too is it was already inflated when you're getting on the plane defeating the purpose of the inflatable pillow it makes makes no that's sense. why you
3: don't pick things up and say is this yours you just point at it and say is that yours uh. is that yours then you can walk by
0: <laughs> matt actually wait a minute that was Matt's smart comment of the week matt that's the smartest Ooh, shit i've smart ever heard in my entire shit. life
3: <laughs> don't pick you gotta it up have outs guys you got to have outs yes pick you're something right. up you just said it god damn that's so smart I got to ask you a question. I got, I, I got to back up. I do have to ask you a question. Oh, I hate it. When Did you have an aisle with the baby, or a, or a window, or where were you? sitting? I had the aisle, and there? then
0: my my seven, year, my nine year, okay, edit point. My ten year old <laughs> was sitting <laughs> in, was sitting with me as well. So I had lots of room, actually.
3: So was it just the two of you, or was it like it was just the two,
0: two of us on a two, yeah, okay. a two by two flight? So I'm, I'm gonna take so.
3: I'm gonna take a complete different approach here and say that you know when they let the babies on first and you're like all excited. I would be walking around that damn airport for the next 25 minutes and being the last person on with that baby.
0: I, you That's know what? You're right. Because it wasn't fun to have to sit there for that long. Yeah. You don't but want to be on to, early But with to baby. watch yeah. first class people get on and I'm already sitting <laughs> yeah. there. I was like,
2: Ha, ha, ha. if I was in the seat next to Rob and an infant, I would just
0: turn around and get off the plane and go book a new flight. For <laughs> later. <in the> day. <laughs> Russell's getting on his app with a green circle. Like where could I have land? If I jumped out of this plane, I think we're under a <laughs> thousand feet. So I think we'll be okay.
3: What, what, uh, what airline was it? It was Delta. Oh,
0: but it was, it was at, at one point they announced it was a half hour delayed and I've never seen him do this. They said we're delayed because one of the flight attendants hasn't shown up. Oh yeah, that happened. But yeah. it's Ooh. so bizarre that they point out like one person's problem. Oh, it's bizarre that a giant
1: corporation would try to make it the fault of one worker that their entire system is built on a it's fucking It's
3: almost house like they're gaslighting you at and, the airport, Aaron,
0: isn't it? It's almost like they're but gaslighting
3: No, but usually the, the flight attendants are like flying in from Salt Lake City to Memphis and then mm-hmm. got, they're going to go Memphis back Minneapolis to Minneapolis for home kind of a thing. So yeah, it's like a, it's like a real scheduling thing. It's not like they're saying like this person didn't call in to work today and now we're all screwed i
0: would say it's almost like a corporation that transports you know millions of people a year shouldn't still be using computers that appear to be from 1985. Have you ever seen the computers that are behind the thing? Like <laughs> they it's the green cl- font. It's like
3: what I use in <laughs> we middle school. haven't heard school. Russell's clanking over the, com- the, key screen- the <laughs> computer board, board <laughs> lately. But the keyboard. The keyboard oh, but yeah. For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's what it time. is, too. And You go ask him a question, and it's just... Yeah, <laughs> like, what, are,
2: what are you typing back there? Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're playing Z-Bug or the Oregon Trail
0: on those computers <laughs> while operating <laughs> in line. Diphtheria. Diphtheria. Watch out for diphtheria. Number munchers. Let's talk about the album. <laughs>
3: it's time for the Stooges? favorite part of the show. Let's Stink talk about the album. Oh,
0: These three guys are great. Shit. I love when they punch themselves in the
2: nose, like when they hit the guy in the head. This is just yuck. a great, a great group.
0: You know, there is a story about that where apparently one of the guys did call uh, Mo Howard and said, Hey, we're gonna name our band the Stooges. And he said, Well, as long as you don't name the three Stooges, I couldn't care less. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I but who knows? That seems like a story that might be totally fake.
2: Speaking of you can't care if you couldn't care less, should we get to the final rating system and call it a night or not? (laughs) We'll we'll be there in about five
0: minutes with a seven song album. Don't worry. We're going to get right there. Uh, Iggy Pop was uh, grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, and basically he was a big fan of Soupy Sales growing up, which is an old TV guy that somehow everybody seems to love. Uh, It's kind of like our uh, Saved by the Bell. And Suby Sales used to ask people to write a letter and he would say, you can write anything in the letter, but it has to be 25 words or less. Iggy Pop said, I love that idea. That's how I'm going to write my songs. And so every song he tried to put in the least number of words, absolutely possible. And it turns out that growing up in Ann Arbor was in the, in the late, he was in the, you know, in the sixties was really like, he was growing up in this punk scene that a lot of people don't talk about. When he started the Stooges, they actually got kind of hooked up with MC5, the band, where they ended up playing with them at the democratic convention in 1968 in Chicago, which is the one where there was all the rioting. And when somebody came to an agent came to see the, the MC five, they said, Hey, you should also check out this little band that plays with us called the Stooges. And the guy saw him play live and saw Iggy pop, like rolling around on the stage. I mean, that's what I get from this. There's a great documentary right now on Amazon prime uh, about the Stooges. And basically the whole time they're like, they're a really, really good band live is kind of what they started, what they kept saying over and over. And then the Stooges move out to Los Angeles and uh, are influenced by albums like Bitches Brew, James Brown. They want to have a little more room for improvisation. They want to have a saxophone player that's supposed to be like Maceo Parker on Acid. And basically, they got out to Electro Studios. They tried to do a day where they were all in the studio. They all had headphones on. They were all playing and, and doing their instruments. And they hated the sound. So basically, they tore apart the studio, made it one live arena where they could all play at all the instruments together with a handheld mic. And that's why you're getting the sound like you're getting on this album, which is very, very raw. I mean, this is, this is what a lot of people, and I think we've said this now about 20 times, feel like is the start of the punk movement. Um, but it's, it's a very raw album And you can you can hear I, I don't know It's just such a It's it's such a weird Unique album Where there's It's just hook after hook I mean there's no rhythm guitar On this whole album But there's a saxophone Like it's, it's This is uh, 69 This came out So again The whole punk movement Is kind of a reaction To the hippies And you hear that Down in the streets <laughs>
2: What is that?
1: Yes. <laughs> he does do like he does some amazing things with his voice. Like he make he makes
0: sounds that other people couldn't make. I mean, it's just so like pared down. It's
1: kind of this like sludgy groove that I you know Matt Matt always often talks about the origins of grunge. This probably isn't one necessarily, but it seems like the right kind of tempo for grunge. I can hear the Velvet Underground influence too.
3: I think it allows a lot of young musicians to feel like they're playing real songs early in their lives, and so with yeah. like the grunge scene, you know, coming out of like the early '80s into the late '80s. There would have been a lot of people that listen to a lot of Stooges albums and and kind of use this as a base for what they've just learning the guitar, it seems like to me. And I don't nothing to base that off of, but I but I think that's that's what I hear here.
0: Next up, loose. Now you might be thinking, am I playing the same song as the last one? No. This is a new song. The lyrics on this were pretty bizarre. Oh no, wait, listen to this. See what what this is about. Uh, it could be about what anything, you know?
4: Deep inside, what? Hmm. Yeah. Yes.
0: What? Yeah. And they're like, well, it could be about uh, heroin use or sex. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, we, did, we figured out that last part there. Einstein, nice work. It's trulygenius.com.
2: I heard that bass line and kind of thought of In Devita. If you play it back a little yeah. bit, you're
0: done, 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 Da, da, yes, da, da. You're so good, Russell.
1: Yeah, that's great. Because I, I listened to this, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have said punk necessarily. I don't think they're that far from psychedelic rock. Uh, like I think they're like cousins of the Doors in some way, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you for said me, Velvet yeah. Underground,
3: you can, yeah, 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 Velvet I, Underground. You I well, th- you know their their, their, their name was right,
0: origi- Their name was originally the Psychedelic Stooges. And oh. what a show that would be if the Three Stooges. <clears throat> Took acid. I think it would look and sound a little something like this. Guys, Russell's got yet another date in the crowd. We've got to put on the best show ever. Okay? Not like that time we did one during Christmas and the date got so mad. Okay. Hey, uh, Larry, come help me with this ladder. That ladder has trolls on for
1: rungs. I can't do that. But maybe if the troll would let me grab on, I could
0: climb up a little bit. <laughs> what is going on? Are we we're doing on acid or what? We're doing an improvisational show about the psychedelic stooges, Russell. We're stooges. And on acid. You, you're but in the audience. The rungs of the ladder are okay. trolls. Okay, Aaron, a little aside from our show. Uh, uh, Russell just said, "Let's. What's going on?" And he's come to so many of these shows. He doesn't understand what an improv show is. That seems kind of strange to me that he doesn't pick up on what's doing. Okay, let's keep going. Wait, let's keep going. Maybe his hey. current
1: date should ask him what he's been doing during those other improv shows he was at with other dates. Maybe he wasn't <laughs> watching the
2: show. Maybe she's on. No, 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 babe, babe. I don't bring other dates here. Just relax. It's fine.
0: Yes, and let's make out. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, Larry, uh, help me with this piano that we're going to push up a ramp
3: yeah you're larry i'm larry you're yeah yeah, you're larry because all i can think of was pushing something up a ramp is the rube goldberg and this is a wedge that <laughs> we're going up and how we're using it as a simple machine
2: wasn't it archimedes that was pushing that ball up the ramp what who was the the greek tragic figure where the he pushed the ball Did up he the ever ramp get to screw or what Sisyphus. The poor
0: guy Oh, yeah, yep. it's oh, hey, it's our buddy Sisyphus, and he's on acid too. Wow, he's like the fourth <laughs> stooge. I keep pushing this ball up there. cow. No was there, thanks. Was there a fourth stooge? Chef, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, Shem. look at it. hey, it's Shem. our special guest at the psychedelic stooges. It's James Brown. Yow! I'm on angel <laughs> dust. Yow! On the ones. In fact, get on all fours. I'm robbing this place or whatever he was doing. He was mad about something. This is a great improv show. I'm
2: so pumped. (laughs) I came to the brave new workshop. They've been here for 70 years and the stooges are at it again. I'm so excited. Why do you have such a big erection?
3: And scene. (laughs) This crew will definitely be, a, be around for a 71st season. This will not be a failure at all. Hey, <laughs> yeah. what's the deal with the
0: Zoom shows? Do you know how, like, everybody tries to talk at once, and everybody starts with, like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, man, that's so crazy. Can I tell you guys the, the funniest part of the comedy show I went to the other night? <laughs> yes. we'll be no, we'll so so If it involves yeah. a glass toilet, I'm going to tell you we've already done that bit. So don't <laughs> try to get back on there. Go get that smoke. It does involve liquid dripping, so it's kind of close. Oh, oh, so, okay, I'm just, yes, let me just is. do this real quick, Russell. A yep. uh, little warning for the next part of the podcast, okay? <laughs> little warning. This is your warning page. All right. So this guy named Sisyphus walks in, and he's
2: now wearing any pants. And there's a no. Okay, so <laughs> the beginning of the show, it's like a 200 person. It's like a 200 person theater, so not a huge theater. Um, and there's probably, you know, like eight rows of seats, if you will, something like that. But in the very middle of the front, right near the stage, my date kind of elbows me before the show starts. And she goes, can you see that water dripping down from the ceiling? Oh, shit! so there's water dripping from the ceiling and she's just kind of looking at it. She's like, what the hell's going on? So the person who comes out and introduces the show comes out and he goes, and like, he says something, you know, it welcomes everyone to the show. And then he goes yeah and if you're also wondering why the fuck is there water dripping from the stage I'm pissed about it too so like they <laughs> yeah. essentially just acknowledged right off the bat that there was water dripping from some fan in the ceiling and they didn't know how to stop and I thought it was like great
0: you, you know you say you're not a uh, it wasn't a big theater well that's good because I'm not a big theater guy not a big theater guy
1: <laughs> he's just a little theater guy
0: hello not a big theater fan <laughs> the music guy. Chicago who the Phantom of the Where? I don't know any of these. I'm not a big theater guy. I'm a big, not a big theater guy. I don't know anything. Stage, huh? Props? What are the. TVI? We're supposed to be quiet where? Oh, well, I'll just yell fire and see.
3: Sweet. Now I've got something
0: to get out of all my jokes this episode. Yes. And seen And heard Speaking of heard TVI is a favorite Of many herds Of people That went to see These concerts
2: Speaking
0: of heard So I'm just going to tell you What TVI stands for Apparently the the Guitarist and the drummer Of the Stooges Are brothers And apparently Their sister If they saw a guy Who was attractive Said he had a twat vibe. I'm not even going to say the word. I cannot bring my. I will not be recorded saying this word. But that the guy had a twat vibe. I'm seeing Aaron. He's getting out his wordle. He's typing it in, <laughs> um, and that's what TV and TVI stands for. Oh, is wow. twat that. vibe? That doesn't make so, any sense. But I got to admit, if a girl told me that I had a twat vibe, I'd be like, <laughs> that rules. <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever heard. Let me let me jot
2: that down. The next time I tell my date about one of the dates, I'm re, rewinding with her doing another one.
0: I like that song. I, I I thought that was a that was a TVI. I think is a fun one.
2: Now next up, no Rob, yeah. could you jump to the very beginning? of, one of the one thing I noticed at the very beginning, Aaron, you kind of mentioned the way he's using his voice. He's kind of grunting. He's screaming through the whole thing. Can you just go yeah. to the beginning of this song, Rob. <laughs> That's a pretty great. That's,
3: yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's like all. That time. is a
2: pretty great
0: scream, is it's, it not? Yeah, like, yeah. That's like all time play, great stuff. Play a song like oh, I guys. I'm but I'm going to go time. to the bathroom. Play it again. It's awesome, right? I going to that again. Here's Okay, here's Aaron. Aaron's like, hey guys, listen, I'm having so much fun at this family get together. I am just going to go to the bathroom <laughs> real quick. Uh, and Aaron, like, okay, I got to kill time. I'm going to play some music while I'm in the bathroom. What should I play? No! <laughs> Everybody's like, what is going on in there?
3: Yes. yes, that's what balls
0: touch. It's a jam. It's a bob. I
2: Absolutely. heard that, and you know, like it's we've talked about the uh, ubu, ugly but useful, and the, the way people use their way, these singers use their voice. But I thought we could maybe celebrate this a bit more by doing a list. Of the best screams ever in oh, rock music. I'm here yeah, for this. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. this is going to be fun. I can't Yes, wait. and I think that would be a good yeah. list. This gonna be fun. For another Batman. Did it better. better. better countdown. countdown.
2: Oh, yeah. Now, this one was a really tough one to wind down. We've heard the Who member with that CSI Miami scream. Oh, my God. Yes, that one was so right? good. You, you had Axel on Welcome to the Jungle, ACDC, yeah. Back in Black. Robert Plant's got some. Janis Joplin's got some. James Brown. Uh, mem- James Eddie Brown Vetter. has a ton of them. Um, guys Vetter. Remember John Lennon at the end of that song, Mother, where he's just Ooh. like wailing well, well, at the yeah. end? Well, There's well, so well. many of them.
0: Ozzy Osbourne,
2: wow. Crazy wow. thing. So it was hard to cut it down, but the one I thought we could start with, we were talking about this musician the other day. This is from 1958. This is Little Richard. Good golly, Miss Molly. Oh,
1: oh, oh he's he was so good man. russell that's great love to have some little richard on our on our podcast i was
2: gonna ask rob I, I was reading that his that song contains a lot of innuendo including the phrase sure like to ball what does sure like to ball mean rob
0: uh it's sexual intercourse russell oh and uh, but I, I can tell if you're married that does not that is not a term for sexual intercourse it's never like hey let's go ball like it's <laughs>
1: Uh, Little Richard famously uh, was, you know, he was uh, having sex with anyone, anywhere. Uh, In in Peter Gronlik's book, uh, Dream Boogie, which is about uh, Sam Cooke, he documents that um, Little Richard carried a Bible with him everywhere on tour. And he was always in his Bible making notes. You know, he was into his and people thought he was really into the scripture, making notes in the scripture. Turns out he was writing about his sexual conquests and their their preferences and what they liked, and that's what he was doing in his Bible when they were having
2: breaks uh, between sets on tour.
0: I've heard about John three sixteen, but John's yeah, there's something there.
2: No, that's about right. An interesting thing I noted on on Little Richard is Iggy Pop actually talked about how he was really influenced by fifties rock and roll, and he had a dream of being Little Richard just for a minute. And when Little Richard died a few years ago, he tweeted. Dear little Richard, thank you. Rest in peace. Love it.
0: Isn't that like your brother's nickname too, Rosie? <laughs> little little yeah, why did Richard. Tell him Little Richard. Yeah. Why, why Little? Why do they call him Little Richard? Hey, I little think little Richard. we did the same exact joke two episodes ago, guys. Two episodes.
2: I love how I love how Rob is slapping Matt down for repeating jokes as if he's never repeated a joke on the podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you guys about uh, balls in a toilet? Okay, it's a good. One. <laughs> Just like a little Richard,
2: it's an oldie. Next up on the list, this is one of Beck Did It Better's favorite artists. This is Wilson Pickett, Land of a Thousand oh. Dances from 1966. <laughs> this scream is
0: crazy. How can you even do that? I don't know. No idea. It sounds just like a saxophone. What does
3: this song remind you guys of? Does this remind you of any movie at all? Animal House? No great outdoors I oh okay, great okay. outdoors I Amazing. Mean, <laughs> they're all dancing to it and it's hilarious that's so good
0: i mean how would you do that you just be in theater just go wow
3: that's pretty good rob thank you that was really good I,
0: and my apartment neighbors are so happy i was
2: reading we've talked about jerry wexler before i think he worked with aretha if i remember correctly is that right Wilson, yeah yeah he worked with aretha otis yeah but one thing he did say about uh, Wilson Pickett, we, you guys had mentioned James Brown as being one of the greatest screamers ever. And what he said was that James Brown would scream and it was a scream. But Wilson Pickett would scream notes. His voice was powerful like a buzzsaw, but it wasn't ever out of control. It was always melodic. I was wondering what you thought of that, Aaron. I think that's probably true. I
1: think Wilson was um, I think his career would have been longer. He was famously difficult to work with. But uh, he had a very unique way of, of I mean we just heard it, right? He could do a thing that Amazing. another person couldn't couldn't do with their voice.
0: Okay, what if what if Wilson the volleyball from Castaway was Wilson Pickett? I think it would sound a little something like this. Wilson! Wow! <laughs> and scene. And scene. <laughs> a one-man. Hold on for one more That's day. such a bad joke. Why am I laughing? <laughs>
2: Next up on the list was from two (laughs) years later, 1968. I heard that, man. That was so good. This is, uh, we've heard the Beatles scream on Helter Skelter. It's one of Matt's favorite Beatles songs from that White Album. But this is actually Revolution. Check out the scream at the beginning. Oh, yeah. This fuzzed out guitar, too.
1: (laughs) Woo! That is crazy. That is as good as it gets. That's as good as it gets.
0: That actually, that was actually the song that George Washington played and got him fired up. So a lot of people don't know. <laughs> what he towards he the river? And the British were like, "Is this ironic or what, guys?" Don't I mean, talk know. about a British invasion. I mean, this is literal. Don't you think? Hey, dude, check out this hat. You know how hats have four corners? Check this shit out. It's <laughs> like so got three, bro.
2: I don't know if you guys knew this, but I, I read that John Lennon wanted his vocals to have a really an unusual sound on that, so he recorded that song while he was lying on his back, and oh, then they they double tracked do? his scream. Isn't that interesting? It's very oh, interesting.
1: I, Rob, do you have that, thoughts
2: about that technique? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. lying on your back and then it's double tracked, Rob. <laughs>
0: double track sounds like a drake relays i don't know know. sounds like somebody who really loves the drake relays
2: and it's strong oh
0: all right next up on the list is from
2: 1973 this is the debut album from aerosmith this is dream on oh wow Yeah.
4: he's
2: gonna nail it here isn't he
1: He's doing what you were talking about with Wilson Pickett. He's doing a long melody
0: in that scream register. I, I was, my Damn, mind was blown when I was younger and good. I realized that was Aerosmith. Right, me too. I, w- I read that he was actually nicknamed
2: the Demon of Screaming. Rob, have you ever oh. seen any movies called the Demon of Screaming? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not going to make the joke demon of creaming if that's what you think I'm going to do. Like like <laughs> no it's one thought grease. i going to do that. That's like no, it's no, grease no. and it's no. like, "Hmm, I'm going to make all these chicks cream."
3: <laughs> Satan, no.
0: no. I have to. I'm the demon all of All right, so that
3: was on the Aerosmith album, Aerosmith 1973. Self-titled. Other songs. I don't on I, don't know, I, I don't know if I can tell you after the Stooges album. I don't know if I can say. So, "Make It Somebody Dream On." We have got that one. "One Way mm-hmm. Street." Mama Kin, write me a letter. Moving out, yeah. No. Walking the dog, you know. So big I ten. Don't inch. Know. So that one uh, was <laughs> that album. You used to be on the top list. Now now it's out, and now the only yeah. album by Aerosmith um, is Rocks, which came out in 1976. When I was looking at that one, I
2: realized the only time we've ever talked about Aerosmith is when Rob did the breakdown of Crazy versus Crying. You guys <laughs> yeah. remember that? Oh yeah, <laughs> we
1: had a thorough discussion. Yes.
0: Uh, I just want to say I also talked about Amazing in that video. The video.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> those I'm going to tell you again. Go back and watch those videos. They're mind blowing, and will also make you want to become the Demon of Creaming for sure. <laughs> Standing up for landa <laughs> not standing i mean guys i'm telling you again stand is you standing up forget about it that is a i mean you get done and like you're like why are my calves sore you know what i mean like my calves should be sore maybe a hamstring you come out your family's like you're sweatier than when you went into the shower this is so weird hey can can you open this bottle for me my right arm is so tired (laughs) It's my Sisyphean ordeal guys I'm that's You know what, that's what I gotta do Pushing <laughs> that boulder up
2: Well, if 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 Rob comes out of the bathroom You don't want to ask him about his monkey wrench oh! And that's <laughs> the last <laughs> song on the list This is the Foo Fighters monkey wrench From 1997 Check out Dave Grohl And here it comes, the big scream here at the end What,
0: this is all scream Oh wait for it
2: It's a big one Rocks. Here it comes.
3: Jeez. that is
2: insane. Yeah, That's, that, that insane might be
3: the best one. one. That's so good, man. And so I think I think this whole album, this was right after Kurt Cobain died. I think the whole thing, all instrumentals, all everything, was done by um, our buddy. What's the guy? Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Yeah, everything was done by him. It was kind of even before he got a band. This that's was a cathartic good. experience for it's him. So yeah. good. That guy
1: so was a I'm not going to get sad on this podcast, but I like, David yeah, has been through some shit. List. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He is out there. He is a wonderful person. I hope I hope life goes easy for him. Yeah. For him, He's got a book out. out,
3: Rosie. Do you know he's got a book out? Oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to have to read it. Yeah, about halfway through it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're having
0: fun. Out. And Aaron said that under the sound effect. So I'm not going to be able to cut that out. Like, that's.
1: I that kept it's it pretty positive. I kept it pretty positive. It's like. You know, well, there's, there's Roll, always a way to
2: honor to honor some people too. I was I was reading. Yeah. Aaron had mentioned he may have played all the instruments on that, but actually in the video, it was the first Foo Fighters music video that featured Taylor Hawkins, who just passed away a yeah. few weeks back. I love it, Russell. Thank you. And mm-hmm. and and actually, before he played with Nirvana, he was in a band called Scream. Matt, I don't know if you've ever yep. heard of that band, but yep. Dave Grohl was with them, and he was actually on tour. And he got a knock on the bus door one day, and it was Iggy Pop. Whoa. Iggy Pop said, "I need a drummer." So he rehearsed with Iggy Pop for two hours, and then they went and played a set uh, live. So Dave Grohl played with Iggy Pop before he ever joined Nirvana. I thought that was pretty cool, too.
0: Outstanding. Did you guys Great ever hear? Russell. Did you guys ever hear? That was a top five list. Easy. Did you ever hear uh, Scream's big hit? It went, would you like to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. Shit. I, th- I thought that was Scream's big hit. No, that's Jigsaw. Fuck. I
3: don't even know what they say in Scream. They're like. I think it's the calls coming and I think from we've inside the house. I think we've talked about this too, but Taylor that's Hawkins, right. who, who, who was he on tour drumming with before he. Alanis. Gets, Alanis. Alanis yeah, that's he, right. was the he was drummer. Yeah. Alanis Morris. And you know, that's tour. how Iggy, Iggy yeah. pop
0: started as a drummer too. And he said he got tired of looking at people's butts. So he's like, I'm going to be a front man. <laughs> he's like, to at my butt. Take my shirt and off. And everything off. else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great Duh. list, Russell. Great list. Excellent we did dirt. Russell. What do we do? Dirt. Dirt is next. Dirt.
1: Yeah, obviously, they listen to some blues, right? Yeah, yeah totally. It sounds like Born Under a... Wait, isn't this the bassline from Born Under a Bad Sign? Oh,
0: I'm sure yeah, it is. close. It's really close to the bass from Born Under a Bad Sign. If you like that song, good news, it's seven minutes long. I did uh, like 19- that about...
1: So it's, it's, uh, what I love about this album, I don't love all of the album, but I love that it's a 36-minute album. But the songs are long. I love that it's like it's very 70s. or it's very very un- punk,
3: right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's great because in the Stooges documentary, Iggy goes, yeah, on the first album, I love the first three minutes of every song. It sounded so good. And then when we do the improvisational stuff, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I like listening to it so much after minute six. He's like, but I never said anything. I'm like, why? <laughs> you
2: never said anything?
0: I'm like a fourth of the deal here.
2: Do you guys know who one of the producers on this song was? His name was Dan- Don Gallucci. Have you ever heard of him before?
0: No, the Galucci so is loose. The, the Don the Lucci is loose. It's <laughs> um, Don De, Don Danucci. De now wait a minute, <laughs> Don Galucci. <De> he, <laughs> he actually played.
2: Douche? He was the guy. He was a. Uh, he played the the keyboard on the kingsman's version of Louie Louie. No, so way. he was the keyboard player on that. <laughs> wow. But he couldn't go on tour with the band because when they recorded that song, he was only sixteen years old. So that he recorded this song and then he couldn't go on tour with him because he wasn't old enough to do it.
0: Incredible. Can you imagine going on tour with the, Kings, with the Kingsmen? Being like, okay, it's time to play something that's not Louie Louie. And everybody's like, booze, shut the fuck up, play Louie They're like, oh.
2: <laughs> How do you think they decided to go with the name of the Kingsman instead of the Coxman, Rob? Did they have all <laughs>
3: permission or not? It's a biblical name. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Kings. Uh, All right, let's do... Oh, 1970. I think it's interesting when you think about this. The punk, right, is really a rejection of everything that's hippie. And so he writes this song called 1970, and it's the most upbeat, like, positive song if you look at the lyrics because he's basically saying, like, hey, the 70s have got to be better than the 60s. These suck. (laughs)
2: the song that has the saxophone on it out of nowhere and it just feels way out of place you, oh you guys hear the saxophone what do you think of that
0: well here if you wanted the sax player listen to this in the beginning of Funhouse the next song he yells at the saxophone player to start playing yeah. here's that sax Russell listen to this
2: <laughs> it just feels so out of place
0: it's it felt fun. out of place it and I loved fun. it
2: Like I, I mean the saxophone is my right. favorite part of
1: this album I was like great let's, let's hear some saxophone I, I loved it And yeah, but it's just it's such a it's such a it's a companion in a way to what was going on with funk like early funk at the time like they were definitely listening to that and being influenced by it. I think it's great.
0: Oh, so I mean, you can hear James Brown. I think in this part of it, which is think so. It's a strange juxtaposition, right, of like punk and James Brown, but.
1: I don't think they're as disciplined as a funk band, but I mean, they're, you know, it's cool. But if
0: you're, I don't yeah, think they're if getting fined if, if they screwed up. I think you're right, Aaron. He's not yeah. <laughs> and if
3: you say they're a great live band, I mean, having that saxophone out on a smaller stage or whatever like that, I could see this being just an awesome live show. It's so I, awesome, I get, right? you know, so I get why they would probably have it in there. And they probably put a whole bunch of improvisations in there and have these long ass songs. Hey,
0: Mo. We got to get this saxophone over to Iggy Pop's house. <laughs> uh,
3: yes. God, you guys are
0: so bad at and that. And it's <laughs> going to <Yes>. take us. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. And, and then what's the next part? And, and
1: he moved his house underground, so we're going to have to find a way to get down there to get the saxophone to him.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm on acid. <laughs> ah, it's me, James Brown. <laughs> Remember me, I'm an angel disc. Look at my hair. All right ancy L.A. Blues. The notes pass. for this one I just wrote. What the fuck? Hard pass. I can't hear you. The music's too loud.
2: Uh, there's a reference to L.A. here. Another one of our famous artists who is actually from L.A. is Beck, and it turns out he was actually inspired by The Stooges to some extent, and he wrote a song. You guys might know this song. It's called Nausea. You guys remember oh, this I song? I know this one. Check
0: this out. <laughs> Fucking songs! Has this guy done?
3: So I read that and a song came on from odalay the other day. That, and that sounds like the right there. And it? I listened to that whole album again. Back, we did a good thing by naming our podcast after Back. I, I read thing. that
2: Back. Back that. actually wanted this to sound. He he added percussion to it, but he wanted it to sound like it was the Stooges playing in South America. So that's what <laughs> that song was inspired by: the Stooges Whoa. in South America. So I don't know when it comes to being inspired by the, who are we listening to? The stooges <laughs> when it comes to being inspired <laughs> by the stooges. Who did it stooges. better?
0: Beck did it better. <laughs> That's better. That's good. It's a good thing. We didn't call the podcast. What I want to call it, the psychedelic stooges, because then every week we'd be like, yes, no, and. I'm trying to think and nothing's happening. Cause I'm a mesclin." All <laughs> right. Let's get into the popular and patented rating system. the end and very popular beck did it better rating system oh listen here's the deal this album is 94 on the list we guys we're gonna get to 100 and we're gonna do nothing special for it whatsoever that's my promise to you we will not have a fun 100th episode blowout this is 94 okay should this be at 100 or should it be at 94 if you think it's perfect at 94 That's a rolling, much like Iggy Pop with his shirt off, well-toned. Always jealous. The guy had- He's very toned. He's got a great body. He's jacked, yeah. He's great. Is this, should this have been higher up on the list? It shouldn't have been this low. This would be a rolling bone. Also, Iggy Pop's body somehow at the same time is also a rolling bone. See a lot of his bones. (laughs) Uh, Or is this, should have been higher than 100, okay? And I know what you're thinking. Oh, higher? That kind of sounds like the psychedelic stooges. And I think that would sound a little something like this. Uh <laughs> Hey Mo I'm an attorney for ah! Menards whoa, 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 whoa. I work a lot of overtime And that's a deep joke That's a deep nyuk, joke nyuk,
1: nyuk. I'm going to sell you some knives instead nyuk, 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 nyuk. <laughs> Don't get stabbed <laughs>
0: I don't think they made that sound actually I don't think at any time The Stooges said don't get stabbed <laughs> I think of the Stooges Like getting bonked and getting poked in the eye Getting bonked in the head Listen Fine. man this is if improv, point, okay? We're just, sta- we're, we're,
1: everything's a good idea. This is improv. There's no bad ideas. You can a <laughs> do the safe space. that shit in <laughs> safe space. Yep.
0: Oh, my God, Mo. You see this <laughs> knife? It's up to the handle in my lungs. I feel like I'm going to die. Like, I think a stooge getting stabbed would actually be quite sad. Like, it's going to take you out of the moment for sure. Getting hit with a hammer? That's fine. Getting, <laughs> Fair. getting stabbed in the arm? Oof. Hey, Mo, I got an ingrown toenail. All right. And that is a rolling groan, if you want to go back to where I didn't edit some stuff Um. out. So what do you guys think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? Matt, what do you think?
3: I am sure that this band was awesome live. I just don't think it translates to an album very well. Uh, So for that reason, I'll just keep it short and sweet. Just say at 94, I think this is rolling groan. Should be probably a lot further down the list for me.
0: Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling, well-toned, rolling bone or rolling groan? I thought there were some interesting parts of the album. There
2: were some parts I could get into. Remember that bass line that sounded like Inagata de Vita? I liked that part. I liked the screaming. I liked the way the guy used his voicing pop. But it, it wasn't my favorite album. I won't come back to it. I, I read that there was an article on Rolling Stone um, by Henry Rollins who called this the perfect album, and he wrote an article how the how Funhouse changed his life. And part of me was thinking like, if Henry Rollins is the biggest celebrity you can get to write a note write a <laughs> to an <laughs> album, then the album's not that great. So I'm going to say it's rolling grown. It should be lower on the list. Are you talking about Henry Rollins from the movie Demolition Man? I believe it's also Henry Rollins who had like four scenes in the show Sons of Anarchy. So I think oh, that's, that's true, what I did. know yeah. him as. Uh,
0: yeah, but that doesn't have the fast food wars, which is a very real thing I think about often uh, yep. when I'm sitting on the toilet backwards. Uh, oh, guys, full circle. This is a perfect what episode. We did it. We went about a perfect episode. did it. I'm stabbed. Uh Rosie, what do you think? Rolling well, toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan?
1: Yeah, first time through this album, I hated it, didn't want to listen to it ever again. Uh went through it a couple more times. Actually really enjoyed it. I love what Iggy Pop does with his voice. I like the kind of chunky, slow grooves that they come up with. I love the saxophone, but I hope we hear a lot better music in the next 404 albums. So I'm gonna call it a rolling groan.
0: Guys, you're incorrect. This was a God, rolling crashone. Ad- yeah there's not a word spoken there is not a a noise that iggy pop makes where he's not trying to convey an emotion to you there's no wasted lyrics on this like every noise he makes it just gives you a feeling and whether or not you want to hear the feeling it's there like he's very clear they had a this is a band who had a clear idea of what they wanted they executed it and guess what if you don't like it maybe you're just too old oh oh By the way, Matt didn't come to, speaking of old, Matt didn't come to my birthday party this weekend. All right, next up, in an album that reminded me of Cohagen in the film Total Recall. What? Yeah, because it's Take Air by Drake. Cohagen, you have what you want, and I'll give the people the air. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. Zero laughs. I'm looking at three totally blank faces. <laughs> That's because
3: it's Drake. Nobody's going have a drink. We should just move on and get to Taylor Swift and Lucinda Williams and Metallica and R.E.M. Let's I'm stoked for the Lucinda Williams album. Also, there's a, there's a, a total red, like, lunar T-Switch. eclipse right now. Do you
1: guys know this? There's a total lunar yeah, eclipse happening better. right now. Right now. Yeah. Right now. You're, we're missing the lunar eclipse. We've got six minutes still total lunar.
2: Are you serious? Wait a minute. I am serious.
3: <laughs> Are you serious, Clark? if
2: you guys if you guys flip through the adult magazine that rob sent you you're going to see that the pages says warning warning on the next page is archimedes the adult version greek mathematician physicist engineer astronomer and the demon of screaming
0: warning
3: demon of (laughs) creaming oh
0: that's on the back cover Eureka, when I put my balls in the tub, it overflows. Oh, (laughs) there's a deep Archimedes reference. Also, the name of the porn magazine starring Archimedes. Done? (laughs) Oh, I think we're done. Yeah. I think that's perhaps permanently. All right.